0: How much time do you want for your progress? progress,
1: progress? Welcome, welcome, welcome to Clatter Chatter on Things That Matter, the podcast that is intellectually engaging, theologically reflecting, encouraging sociologically imagining ways in which we can live. Thank you for spending this short amount of time with us. We promise you that you will not regret a moment of it. Shout out to Trevor Smith and V.J. Herbert for commissioning this fantastic music to get our minds going on things eternal, positive, and fulfilling life's purposes. Thank you once again for joining in with us today. I have the Reverend Dr. Brenda Hayes on standby for our conversation this week. Um, there's so much going on. Dr. Hayes, just greet us real quick. Say hey, everybody.
0: Hi, everybody.
1: All right. All this right. is
0: the day the Lord has made.
1: It certainly is in the midst of everything that is happening. We are, we have witnessed the closing trial of uh, the George Floyd um, trial this week. The closing arguments happened the other day. Yeah. We're expecting a verdict um, sometime within the next week. And uh, on top of that, we had a couple of more police shootings. Can you believe it? Um, uh, in, in Minnesota. Of all places, another police shooting in Minnesota, Dante Wright. Uh, God bless his soul. And then just recent footage of a 13-year-old in Chicago shot a few weeks ago, at the end of March, Um, unarmed, 13-year-old. God help us all. Uh, and, And then the pulling over. Of a United States decorated Army Lieutenant in Virginia. Dr. Hayes, come on, give us some hope today. What what are you thinking? I, I, in my head, I'm I'm considering the old testament eye for an eye and then the and then the new testament when Jesus gives this thing. If your if your left arm causes you problems then then chop it off if your right eye cause you problems and then, then pluck it out and and I know uh these bookends old testament eye for an eye and then understanding this this new testament scripture of, of court of Jesus and then living through this grace help 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 somebody out help us out to understand this madness and then a mass shooting in Indianapolis at FedEx um the today is April 16th. Help us. Help us. Go ahead, Doc.
0: Well, you know, I always believe that behind what is apparent, uh, there is the real truth. And sometimes we get stopped short at what appears to be. And on the face of things, it's really bad. You know, it's really bad. But if you look a little deeper, you can see... Um, hope for change. We're always looking for change and what can drive us as a people to that change. And I think the proliferation of these kinds of events, as bad as they may be, is what is going to drive this country to really do something in terms of police reform. Um, It's been bad like this for a long time, but it's but it seems that recently, every time it happens, it makes national news. And if you go back in the files, you can find out that there were, there were a number of killings in a number of places that we never heard about. But why now? Why now are we as a nation hearing about them, regardless of, of what city it happens? It makes national news. And that's what's going to drive the national agenda. That's what's going to make people think across the country uh, of how police are taking the lives of innocent people predominantly black males. And it's going to drive us to look into that real history of, of policing in this country. Uh, it was not always to protect everyone, but To protect uh, the interests of the dominant culture.
1: Yeah, it's um, it is so. It's almost like it's so insidious um, how socially conditioned uh, we have become, and I speak of we. I'm speaking solely of myself when uh, I, I just recently uh, was fortunate enough to get another vehicle and um, the anxiety around temporary tags and and just making sure that all I's are dotted and T's crossed because you, you, you want to be under the law and also embodied of grace. And um, it's a scary, scary situation to just think, that every time we get in a vehicle or every time we might leave our apartment building or any time that we might um, look a certain way, that we are subjected to hostility. Even this whole idea, and I I thought this was uh, uh, interesting as well, that in the state of North Carolina there was uh, some taunting by a military officer uh, of a young uh, 18-year-old, and I think it was in Columbia uh, South Carolina just the other day telling him, why are you in my neighborhood? Get off my street. Go back to where you can. Just ugliness, you know? Um, and, and I don't know why why this this level of hatred of someone who's blessed with melanin is an issue. Um,
0: and then, uh, then I want to... Well, go ahead. I, I think, the, the, you know, the, the fear has been put into... Um, occasions, because uh, they're they're ramping up this whole idea that very soon there'll be more people of color than occasions or those of European descent. And so when you ramp up that kind of fear, uh, it it makes people uh, go back to their old hateful ways. They never really got rid of them, but they were they were challenged to act in better ways. Uh, but fear can, can take you back to your roots. And uh, I think this is what has happened, that now the fear that they will no longer be the dominant culture has got them crazy. And they're doing some of everything. And so we have to understand it from that perspective. Uh, and then the uh, right-wing media is supporting that kind of mindset that, uh, you know, when you get to the Republican-Democrat kind of thing, they're saying that the Republicans uh, are the ones who are going to save the nation. In other words, our way of life, which means dominant Caucasians. Um and that the Democrats are wanting to bring in um, immigrants and people of color to to uh, overtake our country and to change our whole way of life. Well, that, you know, that, has, that is not a new idea. That is not a new incident. This country has always welcomed immigrants. In fact, the country is made up of immigrants. But... You know, they flip the script and make it seem like um, a particular party is 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 has in mind to really reverse the way of life in the country. I want to hear what you have to say about that.
1: Well, he- here's what I want to I want to bring up because that's that's a that's an interesting point because we know that. From a political context, the, uh, the Southern strategy is what made everything flip. Historically, the party of Lincoln, the Republican Party, was that of progress. And it wasn't until the Nixon era who introduced the Southern strategy to help as, as a, a, a bird whistle or dog whistle to sort of change the trajectory to make it look like now the Dixiecrats, are the ones who are are uh, opposed to the progress, and so that that flipping the script became pretty interesting. I think we need to have a reform, just like we no longer have the Whigs party, where where you were recognized as a Whig by wearing those those um, uh, uh, magistrate wigs, you know, literally. So it's time for us yeah. to have a change. We are beyond divisive partisan politics when we should be unified around issues that support how do we help those who are the most vulnerable so it's 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 old and it's as old as denominationalism you know it's this divide and conquer stuff is ridiculous and to be labeled and to wear a particular label I think is demonic and um but here's something I also think about this happened on Wednesday of this week. That would have been April. Uh, I want to time step this podcast for for historical purposes. But on Wednesday, April the fourteenth, uh, in the late evening hours, after Congress had reconvened after Easter break, uh, something historic happened, and you don't get a lot of traction because maybe this is a distraction. Um, but Congress was actually working and, and here's what happened on Wednesday, uh, for the first time in three decades, first time in 30 years, um, we may have some, some traction 30 years ago, uh, in 1989 representative, uh, John Conyers of, of Detroit, of Michigan had introduced reparations for the first time in Congress. And it seems like every every Congress since 1989, there's been something about reparations. Well, on Wednesday, uh, April the 14th, uh, uh, there was support in the House Judiciary Committee, 25 Democrats over 17 Republicans. Uh, If this particular bill, H.R. 40, Passes both chambers, it will establish a commission to study reparations and demonstrate to Congress the U.S. government's role in enslavement and systematic in disenfranchisement of African Americans. Now that's a big deal. Uh, it's it's commissioning a study, and and hopefully with this particular study, and and I don't know if you watched any of this, Dr. Hayes, and I don't know how much, um, the the political pundits or, or the news personalities even reported on it, but this is a big deal. And the, to hear the discussions on the, on the, on the, in the house chamber of those who were so opposed to it, it was eerily, it was scary. Let me just put it that way. Um, And, and it was like, uh, why? Why it's, it's commissioning a study? It's not the law of the land. What are you afraid about studies? Are you afraid that mm-hmm. this study will reveal some some truth that slavery yes. actually did happen? Go ahead, let me hear from
0: you. Yes, 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 Henry. Um, they they don't they don't want the truth to come out, but but their very indignation reveals the truth. See, these attitudes, you know, we, when we had political correctness, these attitudes were, were cloaked in niceties and subtleties. Now, when people have gotten all the way free to express themselves and their true feelings, the revelation to the rest of the country is so great to the point where we have become awake. So you see what I'm saying? It it all ties it together, uh, moving toward a moment of truth. And until we're willing to tell the truth about who we are, what we've done, uh, we cannot progress, we cannot change. So this is the way to progress. I see this as the way to change. And so I'm excited to see it. You know, let them all show their true colors. I, I want to, and, qu- uh, and I think that the country will recognize what we need to do to fix
1: it. Go ahead. I want to quote uh, Senator Cory Booker, uh, Democrat from New Jersey, and former uh, presidential candidate. He's he's sponsoring the Senate version of the bill uh, that was. Pr- advanced in the House of Representatives, and this is a quote from uh, Senator Cory Booker, quote, our nation has not yet fully acknowledged and grappled with the painful legacy of slavery, white supremacy, and systemic racism that tainted this country's founding and continues to persist in deep racial disparities and inequalities today. It is important that we right the wrongs of our nation's most discriminatory policies that halted the upward mobility of African American communities for generations. Mm-hmm. And we cannot truly move forward without first fully documenting the exist, uh, extent of the harms of the past. Close quote. So, exactly. And exactly. so we're seeing exactly. we're seeing this i mean time is this i think we're in a a a a, a, a kairos time dr hayes where Absolutely. where uh no one can deny the fact of the system of oppression and white nationalism or supremacy um denying the fact that again the police state of of knees on the neck or, or pulling with racial profiling, pulling people over just because you can reparations would almost give the release of a breathing, you know, it would, it would release a little bit, you know, how you pull a balloon that's filled with helium and you slowly Mm -hmm. let the air out. It will allow those to exhale a little bit. But, but there were, you got to, I think we have to also embrace ourselves for retaliation. And um, I just don't know. I think the time is right.
0: Yeah, the time is right. It is God's timing. You know, we can, you can only get away with injustice for so long. And truth crushed to earth will rise again. And so... In, in, this, in this moment in time, we are witnessing a, a deep transformation, a, a truth-telling time uh, where people who, who really want to know what the right thing to do is, they're going to find out and we're going to move forward and things are, ne- are never looked like they looked before. I really I really am hopeful for that kind of change. I may not live to see it, but I think we're on our way. When you tell the truth, you can fix things.
1: Amen. And on that note we keep it positive, keep it real, and we're keeping hope certainly circulating on the things that we believe in. And we believe in, as Job wrote, the wicked will cease from troubling and the weary will someday find rest. And I think it's time that the wicked has is, is ceasing. At least the revelation is, is uh, being shown to so many. And there is great hope. Uh, Dr. Hayes, you have any final comments before we... I encourage those to keep their smile on their face, eyes to the sun, keep rising.
0: Yes. If if you're a righteous person, just keep on being righteous. (laughs) If you believe in truth, just keep on telling the truth. And that is what will save us. And so this is not a time to shy away or to cover up or to retreat. This is a time to let our light shine. And when the light shines, all that's not right will be revealed. And I'm glad to see it.
1: Amen. Turn those lights on and let the cockroaches come out. (laughs) And with that, we are going to end. (laughs) It has been a privilege, a pleasure, and an honor to have you join in with us today. remember that everything will be all right until we meet again stay safe and well